Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read all of the chapters of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. This week we read Inuyasha Volume 1, because Kevin has never experienced Inuyasha somehow. Yep. I have, like, maybe seen clips of an episode, but other than that, nothing. Have you seen the adult swim bumper of it's just Kagome, Inuyasha, Kagome, Inuyasha, Kagome? Probably. Anyway, that's what we'll talk about later. Yeah. Uh, first, we have a abbreviated Shonen Jump to get through, though. Yeah, it was weird when I was like, there's really only 17 this week? Yeah, nothing new this week was what really threw me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to get something new next week, if we got a one-shot that they didn't give us this week, or what the deal is, Yep. but I am not inspired at all by this new class of mm-hmm. manga we're getting this time. So since we got nothing new, we start with My Hero Academia, number 319, Friend. What did you think of My Hero this week, Kevin? I still like this one. I liked getting the rest of Class A involved with Deku and the rest of the teachers, and like seeing their side of how things have been going for the past little while and really the bit with like, I really liked Bakugo being like, he says he's fine. That's because that's because Deku's an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. I love him being like, yeah, no, all my and Deku are the sort of people who will literally work themselves to death without telling anyone if we are not there to stop them. And if you ask them, they will say they're fine. So I'm going to go do something about it because you idiots don't know Deku like I do. (laughs) Yeah. I really like that. I feel like it being the entirety of Class A, I get it, but that took a little bit of the weight away from it for me. I would have preferred if it was like Bakugo, Shoto, Ida, and Uraraka. Yeah, but I at the same time, I do like the fact that it's all of Class A, like, you know, because he left the note to everybody, so they all got together and were like, this is bullshit. We need to fix it. So for Naval Laser Guy, he's like, yeah, I'm his friend. I give him cheese. It's probably fine. <laughs> Yeah, I really like the end, too, where Bakugo's like, hey, it doesn't look like you're smiling when he's drawn like stain. Yep. Like, <laughs> yep. He's like, I could do it. I could be a hero. You like, don't look like a hero right now, you bro. You look like a berserk character. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think so. When I, Bakugo, look more like a superhero yeah, than you, <laughs> something has gone wrong. Yep. We also have the little joke with, who is it? I think it's Momo. Call- Bakugo, go do this thing. He's like, it's Lord Death Explosion Murder Man. She's like, oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. I enjoyed it, despite my criticisms. Yeah. No, it was very good. Next up, we have Hunter's Guild number three of Hunters and Werewolves. Hey, there's a Chekhov series gun in this. That's yes. kind of a funny joke. And yes. That's, <laughs> and that's all this had going for it. I kind of liked the the whole thing about at the end, you know, I was like, why did you stop me from shooting him? And it's like, well, if you're going to be a hunter, this this isn't about revenge. You know, you're here to kill the you're here to hunt monsters. You're not here to be a paladin. Yeah, I don't know. I, just all the fight stuff in this, it continues to I don't like the art style of the fights. They continue even when he shoots the gun and he gets shot way back into the barn. I don't think I, he shoots the gun. Does he not see that's what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I can't think, read the I thought, fights at all. It looked I to me like he was got, kickback and he didn't No, because I I thought it was that because he had the special gun that's supposed to kill werewolves at that point. So what I thought it was is he had he just got knocked back before he could fire. Maybe, but like the I read it as kickback and he missed. Gotcha. Um, but the the fight scenes are so hard to read, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I more meant it wasn't the fight. I liked just the explanation yeah, of I, like, I know you, what you mean. Yeah. 
I, I'm just going on for, I sure. didn't like that. And also, I got what happened last issue, that we had to spend the first half of this chapter explaining it. Yeah. It was also kind of a bummer to me. Yeah, a little bit. I, you like the series more than me. Anything yes. else you want to say on it? Nope. That'll bring us to Naru Skill t- 2, Amato High School of the 18 Martial Arts. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin? I'm even less of a fan of this chapter than I was the last one. Yes, yeah, same. This is not nearly the worst thing we've read in Shonen Jump. Like, no. It's not as bad as I Tell C or a lot of other stuff. But reading this chapter, I literally thought, how did the editor let him submit this? Yeah. Like, there was no mention of, hey, let's go to a martial arts school. That's going to be the premise of this series, last chapter, Yep. where you would expect it. Yeah, I thought it was he was going to, like, you know, a martial arts club, not, oh, this is a special martial arts school. And then the thing that really pissed me off is, like, well, we're fighting with live blades right now. What? Like, I understand if you're fight like, I don't understand why you'd be training even with fake, like, actual steel weapons. But the thing that really pissed me off is, like, oh, I copied these guy- this guy's moves. It's like, all right, cool. And then slit the guy's chest in half? Like, if you're, you actually hit him with a real sword. You know, and I know, yes, you are fairly decent at martial arts, but part of me goes, well, if you're copying some guy's move, you probably would have put too much power in it. Like, this just seems highly dangerous for no goddamn reason. Uh, Shonen manga, Kevin, that is the reason. But yeah, I, I did not care for it either. It mm-hmm. sounds like you might have cared for it even less. Yeah, I I definitely, especially because I do training, it, it always seems stupid to me when it's like, we'll use real blades to make it more authentic. Okay, even real samurai didn't use real blades when training. Like they Like, wooden swords exist for a reason. Like, I actually, there's uh, this old, there's this clip from this old samurai movie where a guy defeats another dude who's got a samurai sword with his wooden stick. And he's like, well, I like, you know, the guy's like, draw your sword. He's like, no, I'm going to use this because, you know, I I don't like killing people. Yeah, not a fan. Yep. That'll bring us to Dr. Stone's E equals 204. The universe is written in the language of mathematics. I like that Ryusei has a brother that hates him because I like Ryusei. Yes, and I like that his brother hates him because Ryusei is Ryusei. <laughs> yes. Uh, and he's like, yeah, India, that's where my brother went to get away from me. He's real good at math. We should get him. <laughs> yes. Other than that, it's it's fun, but it is pretty basic Dr. Stone stuff. Yep. Anything else you wanted to say on it, or shall we shall we go for speedrunning this episode of last time, or last time on video games? Yeah, I, this podcast. It, it'll probably end up like that, unfortunately. But Short, uh, short and jump, not a lot to say about what was in it, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, so, yeah, Dr. Stone's still there. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Mashal Magic and Muscles, Chapter 70. Wahlberg, Bygen, and the, why, God, why is it another Wahlberg, Bygen? I mean, and the greatest danger. I do like the joke at the end of this one, at least. Yes, I was like, Mash is finally back, and he's just kneeing the guy in the face. Excellent. I'm very excited for it. Let's just move on. So, like, just read the last panel. I think that happened two weeks ago, and then move on. Yeah, I have two notes. One is, hey, Mashal's here. The other is, magic beyond fatal wounds. Please just die, Marky Mark. <laughs> yeah, not not a fan, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, I'm just, I'm hoping that we can have Mash beating up the time guy in extremely silly ways, like, are we around time? And then punch you in the face again. Yeah, that's all I got to say on that. Maybe, yep. maybe we'll like next chapter. Could happen. It could. Maybe it'll be called uh, Marky Mark and that he's not in this story anymore. I would like that. <laughs> yes. Next up, we have Blue Box Chapter 13, Date. What did you think of Blue Box this week, Kevin? 
I really liked Blue Box this week. I really liked the kind of frantic, like, I forget the kid's name because I'm horrible with names. Taki. I wrote it down. There you go. I wrote down, Taki wins. (laughs) (laughs) But I really like Taki being like, it's not a date, but he's like, I got to shower and what should I wear? And like, he's like freaking out, but he's like trying to convince himself, no, it's not a date. It'd be really cool if she wore a dress, but she won't because it's not a date. And then he like sleeps in and freaks out. And then she is wearing a dress and he's just kind of like, Oh, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, there are bits I liked about it. I also like that his female friend is like, hey, good for you. And they're like, why are you so mad? She's like, I am not so mad. What are you talking about? (laughs) Did you maybe gain half a kilo? Yeah, that would piss you off. (laughs) But also, like, the badminton game ending suddenly I didn't think was great. And I feel like this is a lot of what Blue Box is, and I've seen it before. I still like the chapter. I I really like the chapter, and I don't feel like the the game ended early because I felt like it was almost like... It was very close to being done in the last chapter because they were talking about how, you know, oh, he's gassing his opponent out. And like, then we cut to the whole thing with the date while the match is still going on. Yeah. And if they had a whole chapter devoted to the match, I might have said, hey, this is taking too long. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like I've seen him be nervous before. That's a lot of what Blue Box is. And I understand wanting to go for that feeling. Mm -hmm. But. I don't know. I'm more excited for next chapter than I was happy with this chapter. Fair. I just, I really liked this chapter, so. Last but not least, we have Ayakashi Triangle, chapter 52, Matsuri and Suzu versus Kubere Oni. Death wall. (laughs) I mean, this was fine. It's good fight stuff. I like that Suzu holds her own. Yeah. That's cool. Holds her own, but does still struggle a little bit. Yeah. Unfortunately, Ayakashi Triangle is much worth at fight stuff than it is at the relationship stuff, or maybe is just less interested in it. I I almost think if it's just less interested in it, and it, I mean, it could be a thing of the artist or artist combo, I don't remember on this one, just being better at the relationship stuff and the, you know, sexy shenanigans yeah. and not being as great at the fight things. So if it's one of those, oh, I'm not great, as great at drawing fight scenes, it's like, all right, cool. We just won't do them too much. Like you're passable at them. It's not like they're bad, but they're, they're not amazing. So we'll focus on other things, which is fine. Like, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I didn't dislike this chapter. I, I, again, though, I'm more excited for what the next chapter could be yes. than what this one was, where they're like, oh, I guess we have to tell our friend everything that's going on. Like, oh. And Matt Surrey's like, where do I even start? Do yes. I tell her I'm a dude? Dude. <laughs> All right. So I used to be a man. So this cat that you see now has turned me into a woman. And if he ever almost dies, I'll turn back into a man briefly. <laughs> Anything else you want to say on Ayakashi Triangle? Nope. All right. Speedrun tactics. That puts us in the jump card. Yep. Jump card is the segment where we rank everything we shown in jump, not just the stuff we talk about each week. Like I said, only 17 this week. So what do you have at number 17, Kevin? So I just wanted to say before we start with the, the general trend of all of these, I feel like the stuff at the bottom wasn't absolutely horrible. Like some of, you know, some of my bottom chapters, I wasn't, I feel like we're a lot better, but the overall tone of the, the magazine was a bit down. 
Like there was nothing good at the top, but the bottom wasn't awful, in my opinion. Uh, gotcha. That's all to say I have high school family at 17. I actually liked high school family this week. I That's fair. The bomber reference killed it for me. I like blatant references like that are really starting to annoy me, annoy me mainly because of me and Robico. I was going to say high school family never, almost never does those. So it's yeah, not, so- not like a total pass, but. Yeah, like they had the the Ginyu Force joke, yeah. but that was more That was like 20 chapters ago. Well, and also that was like nerds like that's actually something that they would potentially do. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, they're making a reference, but it's this is a reference someone would make, not let me play the game. Oh, I'm going to be the bomber from Hunter Hunter. Yeah. Like I was like, "Okay, that's like why are you dressed exactly fucking like him?" But sure. Uh, but it wasn't like a me and Robico, like, hey, that is the bomber from Hunter Hunter chapter 312. Yes. Yeah, no, that that was fine. I got Black Clover at 17. Fair. Uh, Kevin, we got time. We're doing this one pretty fast. What happened What happened to Black Clover this week? So the Lolly Pachinko, I, Lolly Pachinko, <laughs> I. Yeah, the uh, Lolly Pachinko machine. <laughs> yes. That, that Asta is playing. <laughs> Whatever the, the Queen of the Heart Kingdom, her attendant, the black haired mage sacrificed himself to try and free her from the curse and take out the demon. Or I think it was tried to take out the demon to free her from the curse, and it seems like it didn't work. This chapter was only 11 pages, which, and, like, there's probably an author's note as to what exactly happened, but I'm very confused of why it's super short. Also, it's all fight scene, like Black Clover's yep. been for, like, the past four months. Yeah. Which makes it feel like it's even shorter. I don't know. I didn't like it. I, that's fair. I I wasn't a huge fan, but I liked it a, a bit more. What do you have at 16? That's where I have Nero. Gotcha. Way of the martial artist. Like when we talked about it, I was like, I uh, just a bunch of stuff kind of infuriated me about it. I was like, yeah, we're going to go to this special martial arts school. Uh, okay. Where your students murder one another. Like there isn't even a referee for the fucking match. Like. Wh- or, or like a sensei. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I would assume the sensei would act as the referee. I was like, it's literally just the two clubs are there to duel each other with live weapons. And no that leads, supervision. Yeah, I was like, that leads to dead bodies. <laughs> but, but Kevin, how else do you get the elitist warriors? If more than one in 20 survives, they can't be the elitist. <laughs> I have Hunter's Guild at 16. Sure. Like I said, it fight stuff very similar to Black Clover. Did not appreciate the start. Mm-hmm. And the ending just felt very generic to me. I know it got you a little bit. Fair. What do you have at 15? It, it actually got me quite a lot. I have Sakamoto Days at 15. I feel like this was just kind of like, all right, cool, wrapping stuff up. Sakamoto Days was greatly helped by the joke on the last page for me, but I don't remember what that joke was. I just remember I laughed out loud. Oh, it was the... Uh... Oh, it's the... Why? She can't read your mind. That's only me. Yeah. When it was... Uh, why did you... You know, so he's like responding to him like, why did you imagine killing each other? And it was like, uh, because you never you never learn or something like that. And uh, his response is, you know she can't hear me, right? Yeah. That one got me. Okay. Um, I got Candy Flurry at 15. Sure. Yeah. Sure seems like this could have been a shonen manga. Yeah. It still potentially could do something, but it's not looking great. No. What do you have at 14? That's where I have me and Robico. Same, actually. No Robico helps this series so much, doesn't it? Yes, except for a little tiny bubble. I do like the the, like the backstory into how the three of them became friends. Because, again, they're the best characters out of me and Robico. And so if you cut Robico out of the manga, it tends to work. 
which would be really funny if the like the artist realizes that and is like, how how the hell do I remove one of the title characters? She just has to go to space. She just has to be like, yeah. So on Namek, they have these dragon balls, and I have to get them <laughs> to save my friends. It's like, but where are your friends? Yeah. Anyway, bye. <laughs> oh, do you have a thirteen? That's where I have Undead and Unluck. It's going fine. Like I I don't hate this, but I'm not super invested. I you know so that's all right. That's where I put Way of the Martial Artist entirely because, sure. in contrast to Hunter's Guild, I think the fight drawings and choreography on this are pretty good. Yeah. But that's all it's got. Fair. What do you have at number 12? That's where I have Black Clover. Okay. So I, I liked it a bit better. You know, I liked some of the, hey, I'm going to sacrifice. I mean, you know, it's the classic stuff, but it's the, hey, I'm going to sacrifice myself to save you. And uh, I'm like, who are you? I know yeah. I know, but I yeah. don't know. And Noelle being like, ah, even if it's only a little bit of power, I need to scrounge this up and hit her weak point. Or that's where I put Sakamoto days. Sure. Like I said, the ending made me laugh. But other mm-hmm. than that, I agree with you. What do you have at 11? That's where I put Candy Flurry. I totally agree with you. I was like, all right, cool. Let's hope some stuff starts to happen. Maybe we'll find out about that one guy that apparently just disappeared out of the manga. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> no one liked him. Disenchant. <laughs> I guess. 11 where I got Mashal. Sure. Again, like Sakimoto Days, that last panel made me laugh, but it made me laugh and went to read the next chapter yes. a bit, so it, it go, it's better. Yeah, it's my number 10 for exactly the same reason. I'm like, oh, thank God Mash is back. Let's, let's, you know, oh no, Mark and Mark died. Oh no, that's horrible. Anyway. Uh, 10's where I put High School Family, actually. Okay. Like I said, I like the like so- father-son bonding bit. I like yeah, the it- dad remembering playing NES. Yeah, with his buddy. Yeah, I like the joke about him like, like it's this controller, and they're like, "No, that's the lamest thing you could possibly see." And he's like, "Here, try mouse and keyboard." And then suddenly, he's and like, suddenly God. he's a, yeah, suddenly he's amazing, and his son, uh, the son being like, "Oh my God, it was the controller." And part of me goes, "That makes sense." Like, if you're a mouse and keyboard guy, especially because like if he was an office worker, mouse mm-hmm. and keyboard would make much more sense to him. I was like, if you're a mouse and keyboard guy, yeah, playing on the controller sometimes fucking sucks. Like, I do not want to play shooters on controller anymore because I got used to doing them on mouse and keyboard. There's still certain stuff like platformers are a little bit easier on controller. It feels less squidgy to me, but there's definitely times where I'm like, yeah, mouse and keyboard all the way. Yeah. Uh, I also liked the, uh, oh man, I, I barely get any time to play any video games. And the dad being like, what, are you saying I don't buy you video games? Well, then will you buy me a video game? No, you what you're used to. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it worked. What do you have at number nine? Number nine is where I have Magujan. I liked the Muscar kind of being like underestimated and then is like, you know, you ha, your uh your mind your like madness thing doesn't work on us higher beings. And he just screams and it was like, oh wait, essentially how my power works is I can hear the strings of fate and he just deafened me. Shit. Yeah, I liked it too. I have it just a little higher. Sure. Uh, nine's where I have undead and luck. I think I am liking this arc a little bit more than you, but I agree. It, it sure is still happening. Yep. This series is going to get an anime, and I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> what do you have at number eight? That's where I put Hunter's Guild. Like I said, I really like that moment of, no, this isn't for revenge. You're going to be a goddamn hunter. You know, yeah. so don't let don't let the hate control you. Uh, it's where I put Magishan. Sure. <laughs> not much more to say. Uh, what do you have at Lucky Seven? Seven's where I put Witch Watch. I like where this is going. I like that, you know, the the prophecy with the raindrops is actually about the candy so it's like oh we've been thinking it's going to happen on a rainy day and that was wrong like i found the cone subplot i put it higher than you so this sure. is going to be weird to say i found the cone subplot felt like it came out of nowhere 
Like I would have loved that to be set up at any point before now. With, what specifically? With him like going and fighting these gangsters like he's in Yu Yu Hakusho and them having this raindrop candy. Yeah, a little bit, but I felt like the initial thing was he wasn't, you know, going out to fight the gangsters. It was, oh, I patrol the grounds and I saw this guy being picked on, so I tried to stop it. Like that seems like a cone thing. And then he went to go, oh, well, this candy thing seems bad. Maybe it's magic. I should go investigate. And then got his ass kicked by Wolf, who I'm, I'm, or I'm assuming it's Wolf. Yeah, I just like I said that that bit just I have it higher than you. Sure, but that bit just didn't seem like it right to me. I really like Cat Girl being like, "Hi, this is my deal. I can't tell you that all these details." But yes, I also like the thing with Nico being like, "How many spells can you use?" I don't know, like a hundred. <laughs> I was like, "Cool, I can use five. <laughs> yeah, seven's where I put Blue Box. Okay, like I said, it's just I liked it. This is kind of where the line is of like, "Hey, I like this stuff," mm-hmm. but. I'm way more excited for next chapter than this one. What do you have at number six? That's where I have the elusive samurai. I like the, you know, a bit more of the relationship between the retainers and him. And I really like the one guy being like, oh, master's a pervert. So I have to learn both the art of war and the art of perversion. Yeah. I, I like that quite a bit as well. Sure. Uh, six is where I put Witch Fosh, though. Okay. What do you have at number five? That's where I put Mission Yozakura. I'm looking forward to the start of this arc. You know, we've got this weird reporter character, and I'm just really looking forward to watching Tayo try and fight his three siblings. Yeah. As Big Brother's going to be tough. Big Brother's going to be very tough. I feel like is also going to be yeah. very tough. I mean, all of them will be tough, but I feel like this will be the easiest hurdle. And, you know, I also like the, uh, it was like, this is this guy's one of the gold rank spies. He's so timid and nervous. It was like, well, yeah, because he doesn't like crowds, but then he just, you know, obliterates half of the combatants. Yeah. I, I put it even higher. Five's where I put Dr. Stone. Sure. Like I said, I like this new character. I like Ryuse, and it's a Ryuse chapter. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like a lot of Dr. Stone, there's not a lot of meat on the bones here. Yeah. What do you have at number four? That's where I put Dr. Stone. I just really like that, you know, oh, we're going to go to India. India is where the Bunter mathematicians are. Oh, but I didn't mention this, but we're specifically going for one dude who happens to be my younger brother. <laughs> I, older brother. Oh, yes, right. Oh, older brother. Four is where I put a Lusa Samurai. Sure. I really like that pervert joke. And I also thought the ending was genuinely sweet where he yes. like, talks with the shrine guy's daughter. And she's like, oh, look at all these yokai. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, my God, they're real. Like, yeah. What do you have at number three? That's where I have Ayakashi Triangle. You know, solid. Matsuri gets a face full of Suzu. I don't even <laughs> remember that, but it so- sounds like it happened. Yes. You know, and now the one friend is going to get drawn into the world kind of because she has to. So I'm hoping that'll mean she'll get more exposure and then the other one will get drawn in because she'll notice, why are all of you hanging out without me? Or she'll be the one friend who doesn't get to become a magical girl. <laughs> Which will suck. Yes. I have Mission Yuzakura family at three. Sure. I'm a little disappointed I put the start of a tuning exam so high, but I really like reporter character. I like you. I'm excited to see where this goes. I think the twist where it's all his brothers is good. Yeah. I, I, just, I hope each test is pretty brief, though. Yeah, I'm hoping that as well. And I mean, technically, he's already, because he's already had the test to become a bronze rank spy. So, like, really, this is the, I forget the middle rank. Jonin. Um, <laughs> Is Jonin the middle rank? I thought Jonin was the top. There's nothing between Chunin and Jonin, though. Oh. A lot oh, yeah. of people thought Anbu was, but that's not true. There's just special forces. They're just over there. Gotcha. But yeah, it's fine. What do you have at number two? That's where I put my hero. 
you know, Class A is here. I'm excited to see that. I really like the moment between Bakugo and Deku. Uh, like you said, with uh, Deku looking like Stain and Bakugo going like, you don't look like a hero right now. You know, you're not smiling. Like, literally, you are you have a smiling face, Mac. That's gone. <laughs> yeah. You look like the goddamn devil, and you're going to punch guts. <laughs> I have Ayakashi Triangle, too. Sure. Fun. Yep. I, I like. I, although, again, more excited for where it's going than yep. where it is now. Yeah, yeah. So what do you have at number one? That's where I put Blue Box. Like I said, I just really liked that that kind of frantic, ah, it, it's not a date, but I got to get all ready for it. And, you know, just him flipping out and being nervous. Yeah. So like I said earlier, that I felt like there wasn't any big wowers in this. So even the top of my list was stuff that I was like, I enjoyed this. Yeah. No, same. Mm-hmm. I got my hair academia at one. Very much for that Baku being like, no, he always says he's fine. He and all martyr like yep. that, but they will literally kill themselves yep. saying they're fine. So we have to go punch them like friends. <laughs> I need to make him my shonen friend again. What what does that involve? Beating the shit out of him until he likes me. He, he won the, first, the last fight, kind of, so I get to win this one. <laughs> yeah, that does it for Jump Card. We will be talking, as we said, about Inuyasha after the break. So we're at Inuyasha Volume 1 this week. This is going to be another tricky one because I know Inuyasha so in and out that it's weird to find stuff to say about it. Fair. You have not read Inuyasha nope. before, though, or watched it. So what did you think? How did it compare to your expectations of Inuyasha? I, on like, as weird as this sounds, I didn't have any. Like, because it it's, I basically have no interaction with so, it. Like, so like, I knew it no existed. no exposure before at all to you. So, like, did you know what the Shiko and Jewel was before? Nope. If I say, Naraki's poisonous insects, does that trigger nope. anything? Okay. Nothing. Like, literally nothing. I knew what Inuyasha looked like as a character, and I knew Kagome was typically dressed like a Japanese schoolgirl, and that's literally yeah, so it. So some character design stuff. Did yeah. you know about the time travel slash isekai element? No, I okay. didn't. Like, I thought it was... Uh, I'm, I'm just super curious. Yes, please keep going, because I was about to ask you, what did you think Inuyasha sure. was? I didn't know about the time travel element. I thought potentially Inuyasha, like now thinking back on it, the time travel thing makes sense because why is she in a schoolgirl outfit in the past where Inuyasha, I know he doesn't have one right now, but at some point he gets his sword because I've seen that part of his character design. But I like, I didn't know what kind of monsters they were fighting. I vaguely remember him being half demon because of the talks of the new Inuyasha anime with their kids. Yeah, it's their their son or their daughter, and then Inuyasha's perfect brother Shishomaru's two daughters. Okay, so I knew something about them being half demons, but that's about it. So like, I just I literally had no exposure to it, which is honestly weird. With even now, how much anime I consume, like it's weird that I basically I like knew it existed and just didn't care. Don't watch Yasuhime for one thing. That is the sequel. For another, it's very much one of those early 2000 animes where it starts out super good and it's real fun, and then they get closer and closer to catching up to the manga and they draw things out longer yeah. and longer until it just suffocates itself. Yeah. Like, I figure I'll, I guess we can talk about it. The first volume is technically in a, they call it the Viz Big edition. So it's the first three volumes. 
which are fairly competitively priced. It was like thirteen for, bucks. Yeah, I think. Maybe Although 14. I think I think that was for the first one. I think that was cheaper. I think okay. they're like twenty bucks for the rest of them. Okay, but that's still not a bad price for three volumes of manga. Yeah, no. So a little bit of savings there, which is fine. So I'll probably at least read the first three because I own like I own them. I actually did like this first volume. You know, it, it's got some interesting stuff to it. So I was like, I'd I'd continue reading this. Like, yeah, and there's some stuff I had forgotten from early Inuyasha that was fun to revisit. It's got one of those weird animated manga things where I think this first volume only covers not even the first two episodes. Maybe it's three that they get out of this, but. Mm-hmm. There's, it's just, you know, anime covers a lot more yeah. than manga. So it's always interesting to see that story broken up. We're like, oh, we're not even done with the hair demon yet. That's like yep. the first thing Inuyasha does Yep, in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's always that of going back to this old stuff. You know, I've had tons of time where I was like, I thought the first volume got farther. Yeah. Even well, when I've read the volume and I'm like, I thought the first volume got farther. Not like, oh, I've seen the anime. So I thought it would have gone farther. Yeah, and that hair demon is stuck with Jeremy because 15-year-old Jeremy was very interested in her, uh, if gotcha. you know what I mean. Yes. But it, she's also kind of a monster of the week from before Inuyasha knows what it is in a lot yep. of ways, which is pretty typical with any long-running series is it doesn't really discover itself for a little while. Yeah, they usually have a pretty good pitch and are trying to then kind of find itself. And that happens with a bunch of other stuff like Monster of the Week. Uh, every time that gets mentioned, I always think about Supernatural, which kind of went off the rails with the last couple of seasons uh, that I haven't bothered paying attention to. But it was like the first season literally was Monster of the Week. And then it kind of like, all right, well, let's get like, you know, there's this one background story running that will like show up in like three episodes in the first season. Yeah, but I don't think any popular manga knows what it is in the first chapter except for One Piece. Yeah. Uh, Naruto gets there fast. It's like a chapter three, but yeah. Well, I think it also depends. I feel like a lot of, especially if it's somebody's like, you know, like Bakuman knows what it is in the first chapter. That's if true it's, too. If it's somebody's like second, like a popular series, second work, or even if it was like, ah, oh, this was sort of popular. And then I like nailed it for this next one. They tend to know exactly what they are. Maybe little details they're going to change. You know, you want to keep it fluid so that you can. Like Haikyuu, I think knows what it is in that first yeah. Chapter two. So I'm exaggerating a little bit. But. Yeah. I also agree with you. There's a lot of them that kind of tend to, it's not flounder, but they've like, I've got this really good idea. I don't know exactly where it's going. Like if you read Naruto chapter two, it does not feel like a chapter of Naruto. Yeah. And so, it, but like, that's fine because and, it's- And this, this isn't even that far off. No. Because Inuyasha continues to fight demons. Kagome continues to be there and mm-hmm. sometimes relevant. Yeah. Um, I do. I did find it super interesting how clearly she's the main character in this first volume, because she's not the title character, and yep. I feel like that certainly shifts as the time goes on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess what were your impressions generally? Like you said, you know, Kagome is the the main character of this. I like the the stuff with Inuyasha. I liked the bit with the prayer like beads that you know. Uh, oh, the sit boy? Yes, the sit. Utter any binding spell. What, do you, like, sit? And he just... <laughs> I do like that instead of actually sitting, he just, like, he gets... Plots he plots Yeah, he has a comedy plots into the ground. Yeah, he gets face-planted. Like, it would be funnier if he had to sit like a dog, in my opinion, but at the same time, just him just face-planting. And so uh, the one time where she does it on accident, where she was like, what, when I tell you to sit and he face-plants into the ground, I'm like, oh, sorry about that, I completely forgot that happens. 
Yeah. I can't believe I've never brought Inuyasha up in my many discussions about Isekai and the problems with it these days. Mm -hmm. Because it's another thing. I don't think anyone would have called Inuyasha an Isekai when it was coming out, or people even think of it that way. And there are some differences because she's going into actual history. But by actual history, I mean that history where there are a bunch of demons in the Warring States period. Yes, but at the same time, it's all like... There is that, and there's also not, because she is just going back in time, and yes, demons exist in this time frame, but that's also, like, there are quite a lot of things that do that, where it's like, yeah, you know, all of these myths and shit were based on fact, and, you know, now we look back at it and go, well, of course that doesn't exist, but why did people come up with all of these things, you know, and so maybe maybe they were kind of real. Yeah. And also, it's less Isekai because she's much more freely able to go back and forth. Yeah. You know, she goes back in, like, the fifth chapter or something like that. I actually really like that, that she gets, like, a full refusal of the call chapter before she is like, no, I guess I got to go back. Yeah. Well, and then she realizes, like, oh, shit, the past will come back to haunt me kind of thing. Literally. <laughs> yeah, literally. Because she's like, I honestly would be in that situation. You need to go fight and kill these demons. Fuck you. I'm going home. <laughs> They what got hot baths about? there. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? Game uh, Boys. You don't got no Game Boys. Yep. The nudity threw me for a loop. Oh, not, not me, but... I know. Well, it's just the... It threw me for a loop because I'm not used to it in... You know, it's just a, a relic of the past where they didn't care as much back yeah. then. And even the Inuyasha anime is actually a lot more strict about that. They, oh, I'm they sure They had a is. rule against no panty shots for Kagome. Gotcha. Although I think that might have been the mangaka who instituted that. Because most of the nudity is bath stuff and yep. tasteful. It's the same creator as Ranma One Half, gotcha. pretty famously. So she is no secret to fan service type stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and so it just—it's one of those like it was the same thing that happened when we were reading Flame of Rekka, and it showed up, and it was just one of those like oh, I like it just threw me for a loop. I was like oh yeah, back in the day people didn't you know have their panties in a twist about all of this stuff. It changing standards uh, yeah. as time goes on. And also, I think a lot of it now is actually just for it to more easily be marketed overseas yeah. than anything else. Yeah, well, and some of that is because the the West is more prudish about almost Nudity everything. in particular. Yeah. There's some certain forms of violence we are much less prudish about. Which is, that one's always super awkward to me, where it's like, yeah. this is a PG-13 movie. That guy got executed. And like, oh, you didn't see anything. I saw the arterial spray go across the back of the entire room. Like, you beheaded that man. Sure, I didn't see his head fall to the ground. Yeah. Anyway, I back to uh, Inuyasha, yes. though. I actually really like the focus on Kagome, because I'd kind of forgotten how much that was there. Mm -hmm. The fight scenes aren't bad, although I certainly think Inuyasha needs his sword before they get good, because right now he just claws things apart. And it's not very interesting. Yeah. The one panel of him like destroying the worm or the centipede demon is pretty cool. But at the same time, it's one of those, you know, I've got really sharp claws that like, you know, I have a bit of suspension of disbelief, but there's no way that you could literally rip that thing apart with claws that are like half an inch long. Yeah. And that's fine because that's his, you've unsealed me. I'm a badass moment. Yeah. So it, that, that doesn't need to be a fight. Yeah. Well, and it, like it wasn't the fact that he he beat her in a single punch. It was the fact that literally he was like, I you know removed like fifty percent of your body. 
in this like cool it probably would have looked really cool animated of this cool yeah this cool spinning like he like spins through her just uh tearing her to ribbons but there was that small analytical part of me that was like again i have a bit of suspension of disbelief but your claws are currently like half an inch long how like i understand they're sharp and you could have like slit her throat or done something cool like that but not literally like i swiped my hand across your face and all of your face was gone Uh, okay but yeah, I actually really like where this volume ends because it's with Kagome going back. Yep. That's a good part for it. It's weird that it, I talk about this all the time whenever I watch an anime first, but it's weird that this story is an arc and not an episode. Yep. But, and it spans quite a few chapters, but that just means that there's a lot here to unpack. Yeah, I liked the the reincarnation stuff where, you know, it's just like you sort of smell like Kagome or uh, Kikio. Kikio. And. I love the one bit where uh, she's wearing the Shred Maiden's outfit because hers is drying. And he's like, uh, you know, change your clothes. And she slaps him on the head. I was like, I didn't say get naked. I meant get out of those clothes. And it's like, why? Does it remind you of Kikio? And she's like kind of taunting him with it. Yeah. Kagome's fun. Yes. Inuyasha's kind of a grouse still. Yep. But I can see the, I was half expecting a scene where he tries to jump her in her sleep. Because it's like, yes, yeah, she can say sit and force him to sit. But if she doesn't say anything, he could have killed, killed her and taken the stone. So I was expecting a scene where he tries it and she was staying awake expecting it kind of thing to like put it into his head. No, you can't beat me. And like because I saw the bit of the pushover that he is where he's kind of he's had a couple of sequences. He's like, ha ha, I could let her die. But it's like, you no, know, there's clearly much more times where you could have easily let her die and then defeated the monster and stolen the jewel. Yeah, and there's some complex relationship stuff there that will be gotten into later. Yeah. Eventually, Inuyasha evolves into a love dodecahedron. (laughs) (laughs) With, you know, Naraku at the center being an asshole. It's like, you know, if you all just teamed up for five seconds and killed that guy, all of your lives would be way easier. (laughs) Yeah, I have the same thing with communication where it's like, you know, if you had talked to any of your partners, even like cursorily like don't even get into the specifics of how you're feeling right now just a simple like hey i'm gonna go do this this movie would have been over in five minutes it's not even that because they all do talk and they all decide yeah but fuck you <laughs> <laughs> i know i i wasn't i wasn't trying to say yeah, no but no i know it's mean. that it's that thing of like uh this is a story there's that always that element of oh this movie would be over in five minutes exactly that that's why they don't yeah like then you i don't have a movie yes i hate when it's there's a lot of times where it seems really forced where it's like, why wouldn't you tell somebody this? And I like it when they kind of weave it together. That was, I didn't get a chance or something happened and we weren't able to communicate. And that's why this, this problem happened. But like, I do understand that it's, it, it's gotta be that literary device to drive conflict. And you know, a lot of the time it's that lack of communication. I was like, all right, well, that tells me in real life that I should communicate my thoughts more because it will fix a lot of these damn problems. Yeah. I think we about got an episode out of this. Sure. I was a little afraid Iyasha was going to be one of those series I revisited and was like, oh man, why did young Jeremy like this? Mm-hmm. I think maybe as it goes on, there might be some of that, but the first volume I actually thought was quite good. Yeah, I really liked it. Anything else you want to say about it? Nope. All right. That will bring us into personality power level. What does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is the segment where we rank characters from best to worst. We talked about him a bit this week. Number one is Uzumaki Naruto. At the very bottom, we have Koku from Flame of Recco, which we also talked about this week. Yes. Just nailing all our uh, bases. Dead in the center these days, who we got? 
we've got Hikaru Shido from Magical Knight Ray Earth. Who do you want to add to the list this week, Kevin? Kagome or Inuyasha? I mean, you're going to be driving most of it. I'll, I'll say Kagome. She is the main character, at least uh, for of this. this point. Yep, and we get a bit, we've, you know, spent a lot more time with her, so for that, it will make it easier for me to at least put input some of my opinion. Weird place to start, but there is the adult swim connection, at least. I don't think she's as good as Edward Elric. Uh, no. I probably would put her above Hikari Shido, who we have at the midway point, but I'd put her under Buggy the Clown. Sure. <laughs> okay. So Kagome goes at number 63, dead center. That feels oddly right for her. <laughs> above Hikaru Shido and below Bucky the Clown. All right. All right. So that'll do it for this week then. Next week, another thing we talked about briefly, we're going to watch we're going to watch One Piece. That's not true. Maybe I, we'll watch One Piece Z just to make it true because I still haven't. We're going to read One Piece though. Yeah, I'd be willing to watch one of the movies, but I don't particularly want to watch the like I'll watch clips of the anime, but yeah, I think they're at the point, like, they probably did the stuff with the Roger flashback. It might be good to go watch that just to refresh myself, but mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to read One Piece. Do you remember what volume we're on, Kevin? I think it's volume five, but it five, could be six. Five sounds right. Let's just go with five, and uh, if we start off next week by saying it's volume six, we apologize. Yeah. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fist Fight by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Spound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can check out my other podcasts, including It's a Gundam. There should soon be a public episode of What's a Gundam coming out because Tyler went on vacation, so you can hear Kevin and I struggle at Gundam Wing. Yep. Anything you want to plug, Kevin? Well, since we were talking about Full Metal Alchemist a little bit, I remember reading something that the uh, author of that is coming out with a new series soon. Like she released like a teaser page that's going to be in the same magazine. I think it's I think it's Shonen Giga. I don't it's remember. The one Square Enix owns, but yeah. I don't know what it's called. I don't remember exactly what it is, but she'll be coming out with a new one soon, and it's going to be another kind of fantasy themed. One, unlike she had one after Full Metal Alchemist that is completely different. So I'm looking forward to that if and when we get it translated. We'll see how stuff goes with that. But considering how popular Full Metal Alchemist was, I'm hoping that we'll be, I won't have to wait for just the volumes. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Have a great week, everybody. Gotta stop.